Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsAheatCourtsAheat.com and it's Monday morning. I am bored. I, I don't know about anybody else, but when you watch so many NBA games or you're just in the know about the NBA and you're just like, where in the world are we supposed to watch basketball? To me personally, I don't want to turn on the, uh, the Olympics. Look, I've never been a big Olympics person. I'll probably watch a game or two, but I'm not going there like, oh, let's go watch the Olympics. And look, the truth be told, Team USA this time, Greg Popovich is their head coach. It's just really bad. Like, individually, they play so much better than they do as a collective team. Right, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Just talking about the how they lost to, what was it, France? We 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 made Evan Fournay like if they were given like all first team awards, he would have been on it. He would have been one of the first five if if we were giving out um awards and whatnot. But it's crazy. But it's like it's crazy if you think about it. We are four days away. I'm sorry, three days away from the NBA draft. Free agency does not open up to August 2nd, and trades cannot become official until August 3rd. Both all of that being said, there's no more NBA games, but there's always drama. There's always, there's always reports. There's always something happening within the NBA that's worth um, keeping an eye on, worth noting, worth giving a millisecond on, right? But with all further ado, we have the NBA free agency to cover the draft, the draft class of 2021. I have a really cool method on how I'm going to cover the draft because today I'm going to take a step back, look at teams rather than players until we get to like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we're still talking about teams but also the players, because everybody wants to know what's going to happen to uh, Chad Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, uh, the other Jalen, Evan Mobley, and different guys like that, and where I rank them, and where I think they're going to go on the draft board. So it's all going to be interesting, but as always, whether you're new to this podcast, or whether you are been a reoccurring Listener, we truly appreciate either one of you guys because we've just been killing it on the podcasting side. We've been killing it on the social media side. And this should not come to a shock to anyone, but if you have not found already, we you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And wherever else you get your podcast episodes. Look, um, what a great time to be a basketball fan now. Because the uh, pandemic is over. It's been long over. Whether you've gotten the vaccine or not, does not matter. Basketball is back. Fans have been allowed indoors. People can attend basketball games again. Because who wants to have that soul-crushing reality or that moment again where you couldn't go to an NBA game anymore? Where you couldn't watch a sports game anymore because you had to have the lockdown. And you had to have the NBA bubble. So it's nice to have that feeling again. So 
what a better time to be a sports fan, but an NBA fan of covering the draft, watching the draft, uh, seeing where free agents are going to go, what trades are going to happen, and of course, having basketball again um, in, in real less than three months, somewhere around that range. So I think it's a great time to be a basketball fan because we're not seeing the dominant teams go out. We can say we won the Lakers, Nets, and NBA Finals, but come on. Variety is amazing, and having Giannis Antetokounmpo against Devin Booker was amazing. Despite all of the flaws the Suns had, despite all the flaws the Bucks had throughout the entire postseason, it was, tr- it was truly amazing to watch. It was truly amazing to have Clippers, Suns, and then Bucks, Hawks. I don't know about you guys. We can differ on opinions or we can agree on them. But I thought this postseason was the best postseason that did not have LeBron, Seth, uh, Stephen Curry, or even Kawhi Leonard. Truly. Because to me, variety matters. And to me, that that's, that's what I want to see as an NBA fan. I don't want to see... Like, I get it if you're, like, a fan of the Warriors and you saw their dynasty play out. Or you're a fan of the Lakers and you saw them win that 2020 championship for Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant's years. That's really cool. But also now, the LeBron fatigue is real and so is the Curry fatigue, right? Those are real things and you we cannot forget about that. So, it was really cool seeing it as an NBA fan and as an NBA um just covering the NBA and whatnot, being a reporter, right? It was really cool seeing, wow, we just have a small market team winning a championship. And how do you like, how do you like those numbers where Giannis is pulling up crazy stats, having one of the greatest of all time performances in the finals? I would put his final, his closeout game or just his final series you ready in the top 50 and I'm not saying he's better than Jordan that's that's ridiculous to say I'm not saying that he's better than Kobe I'm not saying he's better than Will I'm not saying he's better than anybody I'm just saying he had one the most greatest NBA finals performances I've ever seen been in recent years it's better than LeBron in 2016. That's just my personal opinion. Truly. But it, it certainly is amazing. And how do you like the fact that James Harden had to eat his own words? I don't know. I never really was a James Harden fan. And that's not me being biased about what I say about him. But um, it, it was funny. I posted on my on social media account uh, three days ago. It was when James Harden made the stupid comments about Giannis having no skill and whatnot. So I'm just going to share with you that the guy with no skills has more MVPs, final MVPs, defensive player of the years, uh, and rings more than the guy with skills. And he didn't join a super team. He didn't join Brooklyn. He didn't join... Um, a big market team. No, he stayed with a small market team and stayed with a second round pick that was within Drew, uh, that was within uh, Chris Middleton. And then, of course, getting Drew Holiday out of New Orleans, having a massive trade between 
uh, the Pelicans, and of course the Bucks. It's just crazy. But before we keep talking about the NBA, which we're very good at, and which I love, sports is my life, right? Um, between the NFL and the NBA, I can't be happier, right? Like that's just like one of the greatest feelings of all. Turning on the TV. I'm not a big TV person by any by any stretch of the imagination. However, when it's time for a basketball or football game, oh, I'm locked in. You'll see me sit on the couch for like three, four hours, and then that's not even including the uh, pre, uh, halftime and post game show. That's that's pretty. It's pretty significant. If anybody has ever met me before, where it's like. Wow, he just sat in the front of a TV screen for five hours, and I don't think he cared. But when it's time for sports, I'm there. But you know what? Before we keep talking about the NBA, let's cover social media. Social media has become this huge thing for courts. He has became this huge marketing and branding of any company, right? But for sports fans, you're able to connect with one another, share your opinions, share what you know about or uh, about the NBA, NFL, really anything. It's really cool. And over the past few days, our engagement on social media has skyrocketed where people are communicating, interacting. It's one of the greatest things ever I've, I've ever seen on our social media page. And we've just been talking about the box. We've been posting, I guess you would call it basketball memes about just um, the one about James Harn, Bobby Portis, just pulling out fun facts featuring Kawhi and Larry Bird, the real process and Giannis instead of Philly's remake of Joel Embiid. Then you have Tower Euro, and then you just have everyone else, right? It's really cool. And that's where you're able to find us at. Whether you want uh, basketball memes, or if you want fun facts, facts, statistics, or just breaking news, we cover it all. There is nothing that the NBA can do that we have not already covered, cannot announce that we've not already covered, right? There's nothing that can be broken that we've not already covered, right? That we've not even said, you know what, this is where X is going, right? Or this is what this team's doing. We've done it all. And that's what you're able to find on Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA. Let me repeat that. Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA. NBA. And you're also able to go to twitter.com slash courtside heat, tumblr.com slash courtside heat, facebook.com slash courtside heat, medium uh, courtside heat.medium.com as we're posting there again and we're update um uploading all of our previous uh content that we had on everything, right? You can even find us again on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're everywhere. We're on every social media platform that matters. We're on every single um, podcast streaming platform that matters. It truly is remarkable on how fast this 
that how fast uh, Corte has grown, how fast we've been getting back to normalcy, you can see, of watching basketball, watching sports, which truly is amazing. That's where you're able to find us. That's all of our social media that I can think of. I know I, be, I, know I may be missing a few, but as always, if you guys can't remember it like I can, can't remember the social media handles, I'm right there with you. That's why I have an easy fix. See, I'm offering a solution to a potential problem you guys may not uh, realize you have yet. But go to the Google machine, go to google.com and type in Quartzite Heat, one word, Quartzite Heat, and you'll be able to pull up the website, Quartzite.com, Quartzite.store from a car store, or just type our name in or the PSA 9JS TAM card that we have, or any Michael Jordan card that we have from the NBA Finals, etc., etc. And you'll be able to find us better. But you'll be able to find our website, our store, all of our social media links, all of our streaming platforms, whether for videos or for podcasts, right? We, Our front page has it all. And if you go on the mobile or desktop and you type in Quartz Heat, as I am doing right now, you will be able to see um, our Twitter page of just what we're doing on our Twitter page. You're able to scroll through right there and click on the um, click on a tweet that you like and you want to interact with, etc. Right? That is the quickest solution. That is the quickest way to find all of our social media accounts. Find the website just with. One search and one click of a button. Truly is amazing. Without further ado, let's get into it. We talked about the social media. We talked about everything. Now it is time to talk about basketball. Talking about free agency. Talking about the NBA draft. Look, there's no more NBA games. But that does not mean that our coverage of the NBA stops. No, that just means we are going to cover different areas of the NBA that different types of fans are waiting for. We have our NBA draft fans. We have our free agency fans, our regular postseason fans, heck, even our preseason fans. Whoever you are, we are gearing towards... We're just gearing towards everything for the NBA Finals. All joking aside, wherever we could find breaking news worthy, we just filled it in. We just filled it in. I did not care. I was ready to talk about anything. I was I was even ready to talk about Leandro Ball. Who cares about him? But we t- we're going to talk about him, right? But without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, previously, um, the first few minutes of this podcast episode, I was talking, I was laying out about the SmackDown, the beatdown that France gave to the United States. Team USA lost. Um, I mean, yeah, Team USA lost to France, eighty-three to seventy-six. That ended their twenty-five game Olympic win streak. How? That's just crazy. That is crazy. 
In nearly 20 years, Team USA suffers its first Olympic loss. In nearly, in nearly 20 years. Imagine how significant that is. We have gone through Kobe, LeBron, Kawhi, and whoever else was on there. It truly is amazing. And what really hurts is Evan Fournay led France by 28 points. He made a joke out of us. And even Kevin Durant, different players within Team USA, is saying, look, Greg Popovich is just trying to run this like the Spurs offense when there's different um, adjustments, when there's different techniques that you can use. And look, no disrespect to the career by the good career Greg Popovich has or has been accomplishing in his lifespan. But when you have Tim Duncan, uh, when you have Kawhi Leonard, when you have David Robinson for all these different years and all these different eras, it's going to be easy to win championships and able to be risen high, right? But people are saying, you know what? Can Team USA bounce back? I don't know, but it was pretty sad as they went as France went on a 16-2 run late in the game, like just in the fourth quarter, rallying back just to win it. Even though they only lost by seven points, still to have your first Olympic loss in nearly 20 years, that is so crushing right there. And for for Team USA a basketball team that's talented, individually, may I add, they just don't work well as a team. And I think, I think, yeah, Evan Fournay nailed that on the head. And I quote, they are better individually, but they can be beaten as a team. And quote, that's after France beat Team USA by, uh, by Evan Fournay. I just, yeah, it's just, it was just bad. It was just bad. And there's, there's, there's a lot of words because Evan Fournay is a good basketball player, but certainly not one that should be exposing it's, were known to be NBA superstars like Kevin Durant, like all these different guys. But thank goodness we have JaVale McGee. Wow. He really saved us. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just crazy. And I wanted to get that out of the way because why not talk about that? We talked a little bit about the exhibition games before the Tokyo Olympic game that came up. to. Um, I believe it came to, uh, either it was today or yesterday. I can't remember. But yeah, um, talk about really, really bad news. Should not be on breaking news. I don't know why this man's making a headline. Maybe you go back to his reality TV show and try to work a day in the NBA. I don't know. I really don't know. Or just get carried by LaMelo Ball and Chino Hills. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. But LaAngelo Ball is expected, if not already, going to sign a contract with the Hornets. And he will also be on the summer team. So, Leandro Ball, who only spent a day in the NBA, 
after no one drafted him in his draft class. Um, when he went undrafted, he was working to improve his game. He got a small contract by the Pistons. I think it was like, like a 10-day contract. It was not anything special. After the first day, he was released. Woo! LeVar's big plan is coming. Oh, look out. The Hornets have two-thirds of the uh, Ball family. Oh, what's going to happen? They're going to sign Alonzo Ball and make it Chino Hill style again. Oh, boy, here we go. It's not like Lamel Ball can score 92 points in one game. Come on. We... Did you see who, does anybody remember who Chino Hills, like they were stacked. Lamel Ball took majority of the shots. That's just bad. So, basically what you're doing is, it's just like, here Lamel, here's your not so talented brother. Oh no, not Alonzo. Leangelo. Like, who cares about Leangelo Ball? Like, legit, who does? Like, who does? And he's being, he's just being signed for their summer team. It was reported, it was reported yesterday by NBC, NBC Sports. Landry Ball to play for Charlotte Hornets' summer league. Like, it's like, he, he's a joke. He's a joke. He wasn't good on Chino Hills. He just got highlighted because of his uh, because of his brothers, but whatever. Landry Ball, congratulations! You're trying to make NBA comeback after going undrafted in 2018. I'm sorry, I'm just sorry. I'm not a big fan of his. I never will. I never understood his game. I believe Lonzo Ball's a better player than him. Lamelo's. Definitely the most uh, successful one out of all three of them. And the most, I don't know. Alonzo's the better passer. Uh, uh, Lamelo's the better shooter. Langelo, he's the better bench player. Yeah, that's who he is. He's better than the water boy. I think that's phenomenal to say. And that's a huge congratulations. All unto itself to be better than the water boy. But all jokes aside, he's going to play for a summer league. Um, we'll see if it goes for anything. But the Hornets are giving him a shot after the Pistons gave Leandro Ball a one-day in the NBA type experience. I- I'm just saying. Yeah, but I want to include in the breaking news because you just never know. Maybe someone watched, watching Ball in the... F- Ball in the Family, is that like a reality TV show? It's not like that. Or when they're trying to make their own Triple B shoes, I don't know. Whatever, it does not matter. He's going to get like a summer league contract or something like that to go play for the Shawhorn summer team. Whatever, we'll keep you guys posted if it turns into something bigger. But on to something more relevant, more important, actually. Better than a water boy and better than him in general, right? Like, yeah. We have coming up Derek Rose. Derek Rose may not be out of the NBA. We never expected that. But guess who is 
a potential landing spot for Rose. And that is the Chicago Bulls, who are looking to add a point guard, who's now adding him to the mix of Dennis Schroeder, Alonzo Ball, and many other talented players of trying to get a new point guard. This would definitely bring the veteran uh, awareness of veteran uh, presence to this team, which they desperately need. Um, so I'm going to keep you guys monitoring that. I do believe Derrick Rose is going to go to the Chicago Bulls. I, I don't know, though, because I believe Lonzo Ball would be a better fit. I believe Dan Schroeder would be a better fit. But I know... I know all three of those uh, guys are going to be getting a contract with a team, whether that's going to be stripe free agency or an assigned trade. Either way, I believe that Derrick Rose is going to be signed. But, yeah, it's not. And look, I don't know what to say. I know I should be saying something more, but here's, here's the saying. Here's what I'm going to say. We're going to see tons of guys have their names in in the loop, in the in the circle of, oh, we're just going to add him to the potential mix of going to sign him, right? It's We're going to hear so many guys. We're going to hear so many potential signings, right? Because that's where we are now in the NBA free agency. Always like Derrick Rose, always has. He's gotten derailed by injuries. Because if not, I believe he could be a multi-time MVP and could have been a serious candidate for um, Hall of Fame status if he continued to play like he did in 2010 to 2011, right before all of his injuries started killing his career off. Moving on to our next breaking news. Kawhi Leonard, as we may have known over the weekend, is not certain is not 100% locked in about re-signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. We've we've had potential fear. We had potential risk over this matter where you could take guaranteed money for a year while you're trying to come back from a torn ACL or you could be risky and you could try to bet on yourself and say, you know what, even though I'm injured, I still like a huge contract just to go with a new team. But here's the thing. Even with Kawhi Leonard uncertain about resigning with the Clippers, multiple teams will be making huge efforts to try to sign him. And that's such as the Dallas Mavericks, the Miami Heat, and the Knicks. And the, Mi- and the Dallas Mavericks have... A huge offseason ahead of them trying to retain the likes of Luka Doncic. They're probably going to trade Kristoff Porzingis. As Porzingis is not going to be in, in Luka's shadow anymore. Plus, he's just been derailed by ACL injuries. So imagine Luka and Kawhi Leonard. And how funny would it be if you had those two guys after their playoff battle last uh this uh, past postseason. That would be pretty epic. I believe Kawhi and Luka would work together. Now you just need to keep building off that. We were able to get supporting cast uh, members around, right? But you're saying, 
That's one of three. Imagine if the Knicks got him. Imagine if the Heat got him. That would be mind-blowing for this team, for any one of these three teams to get Kawhi Leonard, because I believe Kawhi Leonard is much more clutch than Paul George, and I believe he's a much better player um, than what people remember him with the Clippers. Sure, you can always turn back to the postseason um, in the NBA bubble. However, before his ACL injury, he was a huge, he was a huge part of why the Clippers despite being down 2-0 in many series, we're able to come back and win it. And that was like one against the Dallas Mavericks and then another one, which is truly amazing. That's truly tough to do. But they did it, and they did it with ease. It was, it was uncomfortable, but they were able to defeat that tall task, right? But yeah, it's going to be interesting what they do with Kawhi Leonard. What Kawhi Leonard does, because... Like Chris Paul, he has all these different options. Now, it's it's two different cases. It's two different viewpoints. Because Kawhi Leonard's only, how is he, 30 years old. There's a six-year difference. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. Because Kawhi, he's a multi-time champion. He's a multi-time finals MVP. He's a multi-time, yeah, he's just, he's a multi-time all-star. It's truly amazing what he's been able to rack up during his career. So, if he's going to try to bet on himself this past postseason, before his ACL injury, that that's what showcased him, and I believe that's what's going to get him over. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed with the Clippers to say, you know what, I'm not going to try to risk it. I'm going to try to get through his injury and give it one more year for this experiment. But I also would not be surprised if Kawhi's like, you know what, I'm going to try with blank team, with one of the three teams that are listed. But there's going to be conflicting reports saying, well, Kawhi's going to stay in L.A. Or Kawhi's going to go to Miami. Or one of the three teams right there that I listed. Look, it's all speculation until August 2nd. Truly, it's all speculation. And that's not me being rude or anything. But it truly is because there's going to be so many different Reports until it's made official by uh, the club himself or by by the team, by executive or by NBA league sources. I'm just going to say it's all going to be speculation from my end and everyone else's end unless they have solid proof and evidence of confirming and reaffirming what is going to happen with Kawhi. But it's going to be interesting. I would I would keep. My eye on that because we talked about that all season about Kawhi. We talked about the possibility. We talked about if things went south, if Kawhi would stay with the team. Certainly, the Clippers battled without Kawhi, especially against the Suns, before losing four, before losing in six or five, was it? Either way, it truly was a battle. It truly was amazing with or without Kawhi. Paul George proved to, to be a great help for this team without Kawhi. Then that could also be a leaning factor saying, you know what? I might give this PG-13 the call experience 
One more go. Let's see if a third time's a charm. Let's see. Can we get to another postseason, but this time make it past the conference finals? We'll be much healthier. We will not have to deal with Sergi Bach injuries or Ivan Zubak injuries or any injuries like that. Patrick Beverly may be coming back to the team. You know what? I'm feeling okay. And I believe we can still be the dominant LA team. Look, that would be interesting. That would have been interesting. It would also have been interesting if, like, and I'm, I'm happy the Suns did because the NBA Finals don't get me wrong, but imagine if it was Battle of LA in the conference finals and you had Lakers Clippers. Do you know how do you know how hyped up everyone would have been for that? Like just imagine all the buzz. It would have been uh Kawhi against LeBron, P- uh PG thirteen against Anthony Davis. Uh, that could have been really cool. I'm still happy for the Phoenix Suns that they went to the NBA Finals despite losing you may never get that opportunity again, but they got to, and there's new sights on them. However, I will talk about more, especially in this NBA draft. Look, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to keep speculating about it, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting what happens with Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be interesting how hard these teams pursue him. It's going to be how hard... He has connections with these different types of players around the league, especially around these three teams. I'm not going to be surprised if he leaves the team. I'm not going to be surprised if he stays with the team. It's a 50-50 shot, right? I don't believe it's going to be added leverage unless a new report comes out for either side. But it's going to be interesting. I'm going to keep a lookout for that because you just never know in the NBA what could happen, what could not happen. So moving on to our next thing. This is a trade that could be shocking for the Lakers and for the Kings. So you may be thinking to yourself, wow, what could this possibly be? As crazy as it may sound, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Sacramento Kings have been discussing a trade centered around Buddy Heald and Kyle Kuzma. So the Kings will be... Abe would be interested in centering a trade featuring Buddy Heald for Kyle Kuzma. Wow, have we really gone that low for Buddy Heald? I get there's drama around Luke Walton's um, team. I get there's um, drama happening with him in the organization. I get it, but Kyle Kuzma is a horrible player. Kyle Kuzma has no game. The only game he has is just creating turnovers and being a liability on the court. Buddy Hill's not a bad player, just in a bad market with a bad team. Sure, his his numbers have decreased slightly. And that came in the points and field goal percentage, yes. But now also remember this. Who else do you have on there? Sure, you have smart talent. But let me tell you this. It's tough. It's tough for the Kings. And here's the thing. This will be a huge addition for the Lakers. As I want to see what position Buddy Heald is in. I believe he's like a shooting guard. Yeah, he's a shooting guard and and or small forward. Let's go to the Lakers roster real quick if I can't pull it up successfully. 
So, their shooting guards, of course, LeBron James. Not going to mess with that, right? But his small forward... Um, they don't have a small forward. It's all power forwards. But if they were going to trade Kyle Kuzma, which who's a bomb, um, he would take over, right? You would have... You would actually have Kyle Kuzma replaced for Buddy Heald. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Because here's the thing. Kyle Kuzma is averaging 12... He's averaging 12 points a game, one assist, and six rebounds. But let me tell you these stat lines. June, I'm going to just pull up the Phoenix Sun series in the postseason. Just the postseason. One of six, June 3rd. Six of 13, June 1st. Four of 11, May 30th. Two of 12, May 27th. One of four. Uh, May 25th. Oh, and 2, May 23rd. Come on. He's, he's a poor player. He, he's just, I don't know how he's made this far in the NBA. And this is when he's playing more than, uh, 18 minutes per game, 20 minutes per game. So it's sad. It's pathetic. He's a pathetic player. And you can say, oh, look at the averages. This is best. This is, this is, he's improving. It's just not fair because of LeBron. It's not fair because of KCP. It's not fair because of Anthony, um, Anthony Davis. Look, he's a poor player. No one should be shooting that bad. And I feel bad for Buddy Heal that he has to be put in that conversation. But. It's such a great success for Buddy Heald because why? If he gets traded to the Lakers, he'll have a chance to win a championship. Get out of Sacramento because who wants to root for Sacramento? Like, who actually cares about Sacramento? He's not even discussed. Nobody cares about that team in California. No one does. The Sacramento Kings are just sad. And, and here's the sad part. Buddy Heald has to be lucky enough to get out of Sacramento because here's the thing. Kyle Kuzma deserves to be with Sacramento because a bad franchise should have a bad player because they can never make the right decision. Kyle Kuzma is never going to transform into that player which he was drafted for. The Lakers were just sorry enough to draft him. But Screaming A. Smith said, let's just trade Devin Booker for Kyle Kuzma straight up. Well, Screaming A., you're an idiot. I don't know how you're making $9 million a year. I don't know. I don't know how you suckered your way into that deal. But I forgot. Majority of the people that listen to your stuff actually just wants to hear you scream about nonsense things. And that's one of them. Devin Booker's better than Kyle Kuzma. Final. Period. Kyle Kuzma's a bomb. So the Kings are not going to be adding them. And we can say, well, it's not going to be Kyle Kuzma. It's not just going to be Kyle Kuzma in the trade. Well, duh, no, idiot. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a moron. 
I know it's not going to be straight for both those guys. KCP was also mentioned to be in the mix. Montrez Harrell is also going to be on pawn trade block. There's going to be talks about picks. But let me tell you this. Whether you get KCP or not, having Kyle Kuzma on your team, A, it dumbifies you. It makes you more stupid because his basketball IQ is just very low. You should just see how many turnover he, turnovers he commits per game. Whether they count that statistically, but his passing is just atrocious. Or whether you just want to have him for your skill. He has no skill. The only skill he has is com- is converting bad passes and just being known. Um, I don't even know what he's known for. Um, yeah, I have no idea what he's known for. I legit like who says Kyle Kuzma should be traded for Devin Booker? The Suns would benefit more from Kyle Kuzma. Like, please. This is a 26-year-old. First round, pick 27 in 2017 draft. No one cares about Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma could retire today and no one would actually... uh, Like, no one would actually care. And that's the funny part. That's the funny thing about this. It's sad. It's just sad how bad this player actually is. Uh, it's just it's sad. I'm looking at this. He th- he also shot 69% from the free throw line. Better than Ben Simmons. Anyone could be better than Ben Simmons when it comes to not being scared and wanting to actually shoot a ball when you're only a foot away or a few inches away from the basket, right? And it's just like... Wow, you really are that scared. But it's just truly sad. It truly is sad. But if Buddy Heel gets traded to the Lakers, it's a win. If he gets traded anywhere besides Sacramento, it's a win. And I don't care if I'm offending people that live in Sacramento. You know who you are. Truth be told... You know who you are. That's why you're not referring to yourself anymore as a basketball franchise. You've been embarrassment since your last run in 2006 for the playoffs. Truth be told, I don't think you guys will even care if Kyle Kuzma comes. Because you just know that your team will never get better. But yeah, that's pretty much it. It'll be a win for Bobby he- uh, Buddy Heald. It'll be a win for the Lakers because he's a great shooter, underestimated because he plays for Sacramento. And when the city of Milwaukee looks better than the city of Sacramento, you know you have problems. But yeah, moving on. Pelicans, Hornets, they're both interested in training for the Indiana Pacers' own Miles Turner, the big man, the power forward, the center. Let me make sure that he is a power forward. I think he's just, is he? Yeah, power forward center. He, when healthy, he can get some, he was not healthy this season. But when he's healthy, 
He gets down 12 points and 6 rebounds per night. His shooting percentage is horrible, but uh, he has some great traits about him. And that's what the Hornets and Pelicans are looking for. They're trying to trade Steven Adams. Trade Eric Bledsoe out of New Orleans. Could that be something for the for the Pacers? I don't know, but Miles Turner, despite injuries and all, he's not a bad basketball player. I will admit that. He's great defensively. He has been one of the most efficient blockers in the um in the NBA. One of the most protective rim protectors when healthy. Here's the thing. And just like anybody else, injuries can kill a guy's career or his trade value. And I believe that the Pelicans could straight up give Miles Turner for Stephen Adam and a few other assets. But besides that, truly, I believe that's it. I believe that you're even going to be able to get Miles Turner and turn around. But that's the thing. I would love to see. Miles Turner go play for the Hornets or for the Pelicans because I believe he has so much more talent beyond what the Pacers have offer him. But if he just get a little more healthy, that would be perfect. But yeah, that's the breaking news that that you're gonna have to keep your eye on that. I believe Miles Turner could be traded. There's always that looming factor if he was gonna be traded at the deadline last year. That did not happen, obviously. Yeah, that is the breaking news. That is the breaking news. And now, here's our last piece of breaking news before we get down to the NBA draft. To the breakdown, to the fun concept I have of that. Our last piece of breaking news is Bradley Beal. So if Bradley Beal is going to be requesting a trade before the draft, if that happens... Expect the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, to trade the 7th and 14th overall pick in a trade package to get Bradley Beal. Because but all three of their stars, like Curry, like Green, like uh, Thompson, have gone to the Warriors front office and said, you know what, we need, we need to get, we need to get rid of these picks. Look. These picks are going to be helping us. We're not going to be able to get... I'd rather get veterans. I'd rather get Beal because Beal's a great shooter. Throw Wiseman to the mix. Throw whoever you want to the mix. Get someone back better. Beal's there. And if the Warriors are seeing something, if Curry, Thompson, and Green are seeing something about Beal, I would jump on it because Curry is one heck of a ball player. So is Thompson. Um... Green is a great defensive player, right? So if they're seeing something, I would go do it. I would say, you know what? Let's go on in. The 7-14th overall pick. You know what? This draft class may not be suiting us. Let's go get Bradley Beal. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do for our team to try to get back on track. And if I'm both sides in this deal actually comes to fruition... And then the Wizards have to wonder, well, what are we going to do with these two draft picks? Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. I'll keep that post. I'll keep that post on courtsheat.com. But yeah, remember, it's all rumors and speculation, but 
I believe the uh, Warriors going to be making a huge trade because the franchise players want, the superstars want a player. They want more veteran. They want more veteran players. Not rookies. Not players are going to take them more of a long time to try to shape a mold. No. They want Brad Beal. They want someone like him. And when you have three of your superstars going up to the front office saying, you know what, we need to get them. It's time. That's when you act on it. And I believe that's how you do it. That's how I believe you should do it properly and to keep everyone satisfied, especially since Stephen Curry has yet to sign his extension. And he could go play for another organization if he wanted to. But I doubt that very much. Now, lastly, to break this down, to skim it over, to, to just to talk about the draft, because we're going to be talking about from today, Monday, all the way up to Thursday. We're going we're gonna to talk about five teams, the top five teams, with the biggest needs heading into the draft. We'll talk about two teams today, then one team, and then players about our scenarios, about our draft boards, about who's going to be drafted on each day. I I believe this is the best way to break it down for this podcast, and what better way than to start with the OKC Thunder? Look, you had a shot with Chris Paul, Shea Gilgit Alexander, and the other guy. You made it to the postseason, but then you then things went downhill when you faced the Rockets in the bubble. However, when Chris Paul left, we went to go and went to go with the Phoenix Suns after getting trained and whatnot. We came to his realization that Shea Gilgit Alexander needs another player that has to be more than. More than uh, Lou Dort has to be more than Ty Jerome has to be more than anybody else, and that's like when they got Kemba Walker. But here's the thing: point guard, Shago Alexander, Kemba Walker, shooting guard, point guard. Uh, we should be set there, but those are only two players. One's healthy, one's trying to come back to be healthy. You have no one else. Lou Dort is is a good shooting guard, but we need someone better. But he's not bad. He's not bad. He's like he should be getting starter minutes, but not starter worthy. If that makes sense. But if I'm if I'm the OKC Thunder, whether during the draft that's going to be through trades or whatnot. Or just using all of your draft picks. You need talent in general. But mainly your forward and shooting guard. Small forward and power forward. You got Darius Baisley as your power forward. You have um, a small. Uh, you have Gabriel Deck as your small forward. You have Isaiah Robbie as your center. Hey. I just want to say something real quick. All of those players that get listed are trash. Whoops. Wasn't supposed to say that, was I? But if you think about it, what I just said to you, those players are trash. They don't deserve to be 
on a starting team. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody understands. And OKC ended 22-50. and 50. 30 games back from 15th. Five games ahead of the Thunder before hitting dead last or tying dead last. They need a shooting guard. They need a forward such as power and small forward. They need a center. And I'm going to look up OKC um, picks and whatnot, but uh, give me a second here, guys. Uh, um, okay, cause I'm going to try to see because this is important because I, I don't think we realize the severity that we all have on uh, that OKC needs to have because they have no one. They have the sixth overall pick. Look, Evan Mobley's not going to go down to the sixth pick. He's going to stay within the top three at the latest top four. That's my prediction, right? Whether he goes to the Cavs or the Rockets, it does not matter. But he's going to go within the top four, even top five. If I'm the funder, I would trade your sixth overall pick and try to trade um, down to... Um, uh, to this third or fourth overall pick, the best that you can, right? So you know what, uh, Cleveland, can you just take back a few steps? We just want to come on in. Detroit's not going to give up their first for sixth. The the Rockets are trying to get their first for second, right? But I don't think it's going to happen unless the Pistons are very confident who they want to get. But it would not make sense, right? But Oh, that's who OKC needs. He needs to play with somebody. They need somebody like that. They need to have a forward. They need to have a center that can actually play basketball, not some scrub. And that's going to be one of the key things for OKC Thunder. Who would that be? Ideally, you will want to have Jalen Suggs. But you would have to trade for the second or first overall pick, which could be tough because who would you give up? You pretty much have nobody. But worst case scenario, if you could not get um, into that second or first overall pick of the 2021 NBA draft, you can always say, you know what, we have Kemba Walker and we have Shea Gilge Alexander. Those two can be a point guard, shooting guard. Shea Gilge Alexander would probably be Shooting guard and Kemba Walker would be more point guard. And then we could try to draft Evan Mobley for center and work through free agency. But that's who I have on my board. That's who I want to see. And I'm going to, as the days go by, I'm going to talk about which player is going to go to which team for my mock drafts. I'm going to have about two separate mock drafts talking about majority of the picks, pretty much the tire. First round, but I believe the first 10 picks are going to be the essential ones. But that's who I have with the funder. They're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to try to get creative. They're going to have to try to say, you know what? What's going to be the best possible scenario? Or maybe they just stay at the sixth. Maybe they don't try to draft up or draft down. Me, personally, I would try to get Evan Mobley because I don't believe he's going to fall all the way down to sixth. I believe you're going to have to trade up to say, you know what, it's time. 
we gotta make some moves, and that's that's that. That's how I'm feeling on it. I'm gonna keep talking more in depth about the NBA draft, but I just want to start covering it because I believe it's essential. I also believe for OKC Thunder, it's time through this draft and through this free agency to really transform their organ organization. Because they know what Shea Gilgis Alexander can do. They knew they know what Lou Dort can do. They know what Kevin Walker can do, obviously. But they have to try to keep this thing going. Because Kevin Walker is not the missing piece. Shea Gilgis Alexander might have a breakout season, but he can't do it on his own. They need a rookie, they need a veteran, they need somebody. Just to spark some momentum, spark some life back into his organization where they're not five games out from being dead last in their in their conference. But that's who the what OKC needs to do. Now now the the top five teams with the biggest needs heading into the draft. And this goes into no order, but that was number one. OKC's done. Now, are you ready for the soul crusher that may make sense or may not make sense to fans? The Phoenix Suns, they need a point guard, and they don't got no good um, spot in the draft. So they're going to have to try to do something. Look, point guard, whether Chris Paul opts into his contract for another year, a year of $44 million with the Phoenix Suns, that's actually irrelevant to me. When singing about the future, just beyond this NBA draft, beyond this free agency class, you have to look at things different. Like Point guard is huge for the Phoenix Suns, for Devin Booker's success, for DeAndre Ayn's success. I want... Chris Paul to come back. I beg him to come back for three years or two years. Until he's like 39, 40 years old. I want him to sign until he's 40. I want him to build championships around this team. I want him to create success for this team. But I also have to put in like... Is Cameron Payne going to be a good starting um, point guard when... Chris Paul's time comes up. I don't believe so. I believe he's a good backup. But what if we can trade up to try to get um, somebody good in the draft? To try to maybe get that sneaky uh, point guard that we can develop. I don't know. It's going to be tough, but that's a need that the Phoenix Suns need to cover. It's gonna. It's not gonna be an easy task. It's gonna be a tall task for sure. But what I also know is that the Phoenix Suns have a lot to do on their plate, featuring Chris Paul. It's in Chris Paul's hands right now. Whether they extend him or not, their biggest need heading into this draft is point guard because point guard has made the difference for the for the Suns. I always said, it starts with the point guard and comes on down. We've seen that in many organizations. We've seen that in many, many different scenarios. And it's very, very true. And I, I'll, stick, I'll stick to my guns with that. I'll stick to my knowledge with that one. But those are the two biggest needs. 
And coming into tomorrow's podcast episode, Tuesday morning, I'll talk about the players. I'll start revealing players' names that are going to be drafted to these teams. Where that should have been the most ideal situation because I believe that needs to be discussed. But I just want to start talking about the biggest needs because it's not like Phoenix has the number one overall pick like they had in the 2018 NBA draft when they drafted DeAndre Ayn. This is a different situation, and I don't believe this draft class is it for any team like the Phoenix Suns, but I do believe heading into this draft, they're one of the top five teams to have the biggest needs. I truly do believe that. And it's going to be interesting. Whether, and this doesn't have to be like drafting a player in this draft class, but maybe trading to try to get a point guard that may be seasoned or may be be under the radar many teams. They could trade for a point guard or they can do some draft picks or just try to go player for draft pick, etc, etc. It's going to be interesting, but we know Phoenix needs a point guard. We know OKC Thunder need talent in general. Their starting lineup, their entire team besides two players are completely off the rails. It has been derailed by... uh, just by mistakes and just by no talent. And that has to change. And I believe that is going to change. Remember, guys, we're going to be back here again tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, 8 a.m. I wanted to talk about the NBA draft. I wanted to start hyping it up. I wanted to start covering some of the basic needs. I wanted to cover... Majority of the breaking news that was happening, I wanted just to get back into the flop for missing Friday, uh, Friday's podcast episode because I did not want to talk about anything that day because what was the point? I wanted to start clean on Monday where you say, you know what? This is going to be amazing for the draft to start talking about it just about free agency in general. Remember, draft July 29th is this week, uh, Thursday. And then August 2nd, that is great to see August 3rd is the official uh, official trades and whatnot. So I'm excited. I'll see you guys on the next podcast episode, which will be tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Do not miss us. Monday for Friday, 8 a.m. We're always here, never late. And it's just time to keep doing what we do and just keep on reporting. Remember, you can find us anywhere on social media. Just search up Courts of Heat or for Instagram.com. Just go to Instagram.com slash Courts of Heat NBA. Join the conversation. Be a part of it now. See you guys for listening to our podcast. And we'll see you on the next podcast episode. It's going to be crazy these next few days. But we are ready.